to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shield in the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bowolf and Shukapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. Birds I'm gonna have friends. the rest of my life with these kids. Birds wow. Get, we gotta get that in a drop uh, immediately. I was editing that one out. That didn't come out quite There's no editing. No, no editing yeah, on this that's podcast. The one of Birds with Friends. No editing. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Tuesday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and Sheila Kapadia. Sheil, how you doing? Well, I was looking forward to doing our uh, our special, not Eagles all-time draft, but Eagles Jeffrey Lurie era draft, which will uh, get the get some of the details out there to the audience at the end. And you know, I'm rarely looking forward to a podcast. I was going to say, so, were you yeah. actually looking forward to it? Well, yeah. I mean, it was kind of a preparing for it was sort of a trip down memory lane of. Um, you know, players that I had watched as a fan and then players I had covered in my early days at uh, philly.com and then birds 24 seven. So it was kind of fun looking at it, but uh, we are going to postpone that for a week uh, because we have news to get to, which we'll get to here in a second about Deshaun Jackson. It just felt very, uh, very weird and inappropriate combining sort of those two topics. And and that's going to be a really lengthy episode, uh, maybe multiple episodes when we get to the draft. So, uh, you know, would would prefer to be talking about something else, but this is what happens when you're uh, covering a team in a league, you talk about what's happening. And so that's what we will do today. And certainly it would have made whoever uh, picked Deshaun Jackson. Uh, that would have been an awkward part of the conversation. So let's let's talk about that. Uh, and let's let's talk to Zach, our uh, our stone cold newsman. Give us the the breakdown of uh, of what has happened over the past couple of days and, and why the Eagles and Deshaun Jackson are uh, in the news. Sure. So uh, Deshaun Jackson on Instagram uh, in the past few days uh, put up posts featuring a quote that was attributed uh, to Hitler. Uh, had Falsely, added, right? Uh, from what I gather, yeah. Um, and, and and then also uh, expressing admiration for Nation of Islam leader uh, Louis Farrakhan. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a, a post of, of that nature. Uh, and the Eagles uh, came out with a statement today, Tuesday, as, as we're recording this, um, Basically saying that that they don't condone it. Uh, I, I I guess I could say denouncing what he said. Uh, Deshaun Jackson had a, a video apology where uh, he said it was it was not intended uh, to be the way it came across. Clearly, uh, among other things, we'll we'll get in, into the apology and then in the Eagle statement. I I should say they didn't announced any disciplinary action but but said that they're 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 considering things so they said we are continuing to evaluate the circumstances and will take appropriate action we take these matters very seriously and are committed to continuing to have productive and meaningful conversations with deshaun as well as our players and staff in order to educate learn and grow exactly uh so i don't know i mean let's uh let's let's just get into it i guess um i mean I think there are uh, there are like valid responses if you think that this is like 
get Deshaun Jackson out of here and cut him. I think that that's uh, you're certainly entitled to that opinion. Um, to me, I mean, it's a little bit uncomfortable. I think I, knowing Deshaun uh, over the past couple of years and just like my sense is that this is coming from a place of ignorance and, uh, you know, stupidity and not uh, just like full on maliciousness. But but I don't know. How do you guys how do you guys read it? Yeah, I'll I'll jump in here. And that doesn't mean and that and, and that doesn't mean like I hand wave it. Uh, you know, sure. A thirty-three year old should not be uh, you know given a pass for uh, quoting Hitler on Instagram. But uh, I think it's just the, like the nuance of the conversation. I think it is not quite cut and dried. Yes. Uh, now I, I I hear what you're saying, and I agree with you about it coming from a place of ignorance. Um, I, I I should say for full disclosure here, uh, I'm I am Jewish. Um, I'm I, I'm speaking. Obviously, on my own behalf, I'm, I'm not speaking on on like behalf of everyone here. Uh, but uh, you can speak on behalf of the half the half <laughs> of me that is Jewish. Um, but I I don't think uh, one needs to be Jewish here to, to recognize the fact that it's wrong. It's inexcusable. It's a it's it's abhorrent. Um, but I, I do think, like you said, it it comes from a place of ignorance. Uh, that's not an excuse, but I do think that's what that's an explanation. I don't believe personally, uh, and if I was running the team, that this is this is grounds for dismissal. Uh, you know, I I I would not cut him um, because, like I said, I I I think it it comes from a place of ignorance, and and, and that's something that that Deshaun really needs to evaluate and think about uh, before he he says anything. And then I, I I think you know you know you know kind of across the board. Uh, Really looking at at um, what is 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 considered, uh, I guess I guess unacceptable speech, uh, regardless of to whom it's intended. Yeah, I mean it's always difficult in these situations to try to get inside a person's head and say this was their motivations. This you know this is what they meant. This was their intent. They didn't mean this. I, I mean. Obviously, we have to do that, but that is sort of a, a difficult exercise because, you know, we've we've all been around uh, Deshaun Jackson during his first stint again this time. But, you know, we, I think I've gone on rants before that, you know, we don't we do not know these athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I hate when a sports writer acts like they they just know the athletes and the coaches so well from these like, you know, mm-hmm. 10 minute interviews twice a week for four months out of the year. I mean, that are completely performative. Yeah. So you just don't, um, you know, having said that, I think what you both are saying, there is, uh, there's certainly credibility to that. I mean, you know, he, he was quoting Hitler, you know? And so like that, you know, I I think Bo used the word, uh, stupidity, ignorance. I mean, that really lends itself to, that notion i mean like like who you know who especially uh an athlete with a million followers posts on instagram a quote attributed to hitler in a way like he did you know that so it's just i mean it's so hard to kind of i know i'm kind of like uh just rambling here because i think we're all i think we're all rambling so it's hard it's hard to wrap your head around it but i I don't know do you understand what i'm saying like it's yeah like that's yeah that that should not be okay right that's not like an intelligent you know like take on something like if you you know you're trying to get across your uh anti-semitic views and you feel that way and you're an athlete with that platform uh 
Uh, I don't know. That would just be strange to go on there and attribute it to Hitler. But at the same time, I mean, like you said, he's the guy's 33 years old. He knows the platform he has. Uh, it's just so hard to even, you know, fathom why he chose to do this, what happened that led to these events. So I feel like there's just a lot more we need to get to. We need to hear from him. We need to hear uh, from the team more specifically about what their conversation was like with him and where they're going to go from here. And he posted, uh, you know, the, the apology video on Instagram, which uh, I think is sort of like emblematic of the way that I read things from his perspective, which is like, he, you know, it was not a great apology if you look at like what he said. Um, but you you could read it at like he, he came across to me as uh, genuinely uh, remorseful of, of the ramifications, even if he wasn't, you know, the, even if his, the message itself was not so well-spoken, uh, it, it, it seemed to me like he was trying to take it seriously. I don't know what, what you guys thought. Yeah. Well, I, I actually think he, it sounded, I would, I would really kind of focus in on, on what you said. I think he was remorseful about the ramifications. Um, you know, I, it really came off as if, uh, he was apologizing that, that this was interpreted as it was and that there's been fallout for this. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it wasn't like, and again, I, I guess you give him, I don't know if, if the words credit, but it's, it wasn't one of those, those pre-written things where you're like, right. you write this. I mean, well, that's very, for sure. It's it not like this did not come direct from the <laughs> yeah. office of the Eagles. Yeah, like. Exactly. So you're trying to think like, would I, as I was, as, as I was thinking about that in, in my head, is it better if it's, right. if it's like a, a clean statement that, that uh, kind of retracts what he says uh, but it's 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 written or delivered in a way where you're like this is not necessarily his his sentiment. It, it sounded like the apology was his sentiment. Now, right. I don't know. I if, think that's if, the right read. I don't well, know I think, if, it, if it totally hit the mark, uh, right. but it, it did come from him. Yeah, I think ideally, I mean, you would want a combination of the two <laughs> things, right? I mean, you would hope that someone would have spoken to him and sort of explain to him why, you know, what he did was uh, wrong and offensive and all these other things and that he would understand that and then deliver uh, a heartfelt apology off of that. You know, that would be a, a, a great first step towards whatever is next. Uh, I, I agree that it, it sounded like a heart, you know, I just watched it before we came on and it, it you know, his, his body language, his tone, all those things. Like you mentioned, this was not uh, scripted. No one gave him help on this, which, you know, I sort of wonder why that, you know, you would think somebody right. would, would be, uh, you know, it, it would be uh, probably smart to have someone else look this over or help you out or say, well, you know, your language here doesn't really uh, convey what you're trying to convey, that kind of thing. So I don't know why that uh, didn't happen. Uh, it did seem like he was uh, re remorseful. I agree, um, you know, that... Uh, that he kind of at least was understanding that people were offended. I still don't get the sense that he under, really why? understands why people yeah. Uh, yeah. were offended. So, you know, when we get to kind of, I'm sure we'll talk here. I, I guess we could get to it now, unless you guys have something else to add there, uh, sort of the next steps of this and, and uh, what happens now and how seriously is the team taking this and what the options are. I mean, I feel like, the options are three things. Uh, if I if I miss anything, you guys can let me know. I think one 
would be to do uh, nothing and sort of say, all right, he apologized on Instagram. This will blow over. People will be talking about something else in uh, 48 hours. You know, we can kind of move on from here. Option number two would be to uh, cut him and uh, release him. Adam Schefter did have a tweet out, you know, sort of um, indicating that at least the team could potentially explore uh, getting back the guaranteed money that he's owed, which is $4.8 million uh, this year. So, you know, if they were going to release him and that was something they wanted to look into, that would be option number two. And then option number three, I I think is probably the, the ideal option, but you know, there, it has to, there are steps that need to be taken to accomplish it. And that's to, uh, you know, I I don't want to like sound corny, but, you know, use it as sort of a teachable moment and uh, educate him, enlighten him, make sure he's taking uh, steps towards understanding uh, what he was talking about, why what he, why, why what he was talking about was wrong and, um, you know, make a real commitment sort of towards making it right. Right. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys see it the same way with those three options or if there's anything I missed. There. Yeah. I, I would throw in a fourth there and, and, and the fourth is, is what I think is, is going to happen. And, and that is disciplining him, punishing him, but not in a way that, that I, I guess has a material effect on your season. So whether it's, it's um, finding him and then suspending him for a portion of training camp, uh, uh, similar that's to that's a punishment. That's like yeah, a, sim- that's a reward. Yeah. But essentially, like what they did with Riley Cooper, where where well, you're away from. Oh God, I hope they don't go that route. Well, to I, me, I, this is this is this is the crux of it, um, and this is like it's it's easy to draw the uh, you know the the line from Riley Cooper to to this Deshaun Jackson situation, and what the Eagles cannot afford to do is what they did with Riley Cooper, which is that that slap on the wrist, like he gets sent home for a weekend just to spend time with his family and then comes back and and nothing happens the rest of the season. There's no, uh, you know, there's no continuing education. Um, that's, that's what they cannot afford to let happen here. If Deshaun Jackson, if they want to move forward with Deshaun Jackson, there have to be like, in my opinion, uh, tangible steps like, uh, you know, he needs to he, he needs to, to learn about uh, why what he said was uh, was so offensive and uh, like he needs to show that work. And so I think what the, the Eagle statement also did was allow them to have the flexibility to like follow this process over the next couple months. And maybe that's about also looking into the contract stuff. But uh, like if 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 there is no path of, uh, you know, education and, you know, as as she said, maybe it sounds corny, but making it a teachable moment. Like Deshaun Jackson does have a big platform. If he can, uh, you know, use that platform for some good in this in this vein, then that is that is much more impactful than uh, you know just just sending him packing. I think. I I do want to clarify something that I said at the top because you know I it could come off and and I would understand that it, if I'm being soft on it when I said I I I would not cut him and. Uh, I, I want to clarify that being that if they did, I, I would understand it in the, in, in the sense that, you know, I, I think what he did is, is, is wrong and it's inexcusable and, and there are consequences for actions and words. Uh, and, and so if, if that's the consequence that, that the Eagles chose, um, then I don't think it's, it's out of line. I just, I think it's, it's more nuanced um, in. That's not how you would handle it. Yeah, that because I guess I would need, and I'm not privy right now, at least to the conversations 
that they've had with Deshaun. And I, I like what Shields said at the top in that we don't know these guys uh, or, or know these guys well enough. Um, so when I said that I, I think it's coming from a place of ignorance, then, I, I mean, that's, that's really me projecting. And I, I guess one could say that's, that's me rationalizing, uh, but I'm assuming that's the case. Now, if, if, if the Eagles determined in their conversations uh, with Deshaun that, that this is, uh, this is something uh, different than that, then, then perhaps the the uh, you know the the consequences are are different. I'm 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 speaking, I guess, from the information we have right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and also just to follow up, like your main point. I mean, I, I want to say that for myself too, and uh, I'll speak for you too, Bo. Even though you might, <laughs> but this, I mean, it's a it's sort of a, a challenging topic to talk about and every I feel like at least my words are not coming out exactly the way uh, I, I want them to we all so, should have we all should have we all should have taken a lesson from Deshaun's video yeah, and written, out our, written out our thoughts a little bit but, more uh, you know yeah. definitely feel free to uh, to call me out and hold me accountable because the lesson here is you are accountable for uh, for what you say um, but we are sort of speaking here uh, off the cuff and trying to figure out figure it out as we go and then obviously you know the um, other thing about this is you know let's not pretend that, uh, you know, his standing with the team and his uh, value to them winning games and, and all that uh, is not a huge factor here. I mean, if Andrew Sandejo did this last summer, I think that our conversation would wow. probably be a lot different. Look I at mean, you. You look at you going to Dejo, throwing Dejo under the bus. Well, well, because I know I listen. If Andrew Sandejo went on Instagram and did that last, uh, yeah, last July, I think you. I think you and you know, I'd probably be. Everybody would probably be guilty. We would have maybe a much different take. But you know that that probably part of that is that um, you know we feel like we have been around Deshaun Jackson. For a long time, and it, it, it's what we just referred to that maybe we feel like we, uh, not that we know him, but um, you know, have a better read on sort of his intent with this stuff than we might with the player uh, we don't know. But uh, I mean, Deshaun Jackson is important to them uh, in terms of winning games next year. Whereas if this was the 53rd man on the roster, they might have an easier decision and say, forget about teachable moment. Uh, that guy's gone. I mean, that that's just the reality of it. Well, and also, obviously, the you know the the larger context here is uh, what's going on in the country, and like it does it does come across to me. Again, this is just you know my read on it, but you know it comes across to me that you know Deshaun Jackson is is um, experiencing this moment and looking for answers of his own, and this is like this is where he has come to look for answers to Louis Farrakhan, and that's you know he's finding the wrong answers, but. Um, I don't, I don't really know what I'm saying. Like, it just, it seems to me like he is, uh, this is his process of trying, of trying to learn himself. And he has, you know, he, he has fallen into the wrong, uh, internet wormhole here. But, um, I think that larger context is, is also a, a part of the, the story. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I do want to touch on that. I, I, I was just hoping to follow up on, in terms of the consequences, this quote is, is from Joe Banner, the former Eagles team president, uh, and it's it's from the Philadelphia Inquirer article up now by Paul Domowich. Uh Joe Banner was talking about it today. And I want to read this because uh, Joe put it, I think, much more thoughtfully than I did uh, when we we're speaking about it a, f- a, f- a few minutes ago. Uh, and, and this is, quote, if I were sitting in the decision-making seat, it's obvious that what he said and did is completely outrageous and unacceptable and has to be dealt with. But as far as his employment, that's tough. 
I'd have to really be in that seat to be forced to take it through, to be forced to take it through to make that decision. The emotional part of me says yes. The practical, philosophical part of me says it's a tougher answer, but he certainly should be condemned. The outrageousness of his comments, any claim by him that he was misunderstood, I mean, you can't misunderstand saying Hitler was right. Those three words are pretty clear. It's not an accident. Uh, so, and, and then he went on, but the first part of that quote there where you need to kind of separate the emotional part of the decision from uh, the practical philosophical part. And I, I guess when I was talking, I was talking about it more from the practical philosophical part, trying to remove emotions from it and, and, and looking at things such as precedent, uh, looking at things, you know, you, you hate to say it, but it's what she alluded to and it's correct, role on the team importance on the team. And, and, and then you need to consider uh, the individual and, and where it's coming from and, 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 and what he knew. And so, uh, so I, I, I just think Joe Banner's comments there, uh, I thought put it fairly well. Yeah. I think the worst uh, outcome would be the fourth one that Zach presented there, which you're right. It definitely is one of their options, but man, if this is just a fine and okay, you know, we're moving on. We, we punished him. Uh, I don't really understand where that gets you. And with you know, every, everything you talk about as an uh, organization or Jeffrey Lurie as an owner, I mean, you know, you have an opportunity, you have a platform, um, you know, you need to sort of be better, be better than that. I, I think, uh, you know, I don't think that Deshaun Jackson would really learn anything or uh, understand anything from by uh, just facing a fine here. Or, uh, I mean, you know, man, not having to participate in training camp. I mean, you know, not to make light of it, but gosh, you know, he, that, that wouldn't, he would not consider that a punishment. I no. mean, we've all seen Deshaun Jackson uh, practicing is not his uh, favorite thing to do anyway. And really that would go for most veterans. I, I don't think they would see that as much of uh, as much of a punishment either. So uh, I think the path has to be something different than that. And then uh, John Clark reported that uh, Deshaun has spoken to Howie Roseman, uh, I guess, multiple times today and is planning to talk uh, to Jeffrey Lurie at some point. So, I mean, I, it does sort of seem like this is this is just still ongoing. At the same time, uh, you know, I think Miles Sanders just released a video, him and Deshaun working out together uh, in Tampa today. So that stupidity continues. Mm -hmm. No, that, yeah. Zach burned us on that last time. If they're doing it correctly, that's okay. Well, they were just sitting on a bench like two feet away from each other from oh. what I could tell. Listen, I told you, I unfollowed all the, I had to go search out, search out this Deshaun Jackson video because I don't follow any, uh, any Eagles on Instagram either. So I, I didn't see it, but uh, there, there is a, a, a uh, safe way to socially, to have socially distanced workouts. I think Maybe. Zach pointed out previously. Now to Bo's point uh, about the, the, um, the climate, um, in society right now, I, you know, that, that needs to be considered. I, you know, I, I, I don't think that, um, I don't think frankly it's, it's being viewed in that light, um, you know, by, at, at, at least by Deshaun's peers, uh, because you, you haven't heard, um, players speak out about it or people speak out about it. Uh, but, um, you know, and, and I, and again, every situation is different and, and, and these are words as opposed to actions. Uh, but it is, it's, it's, it's clearly, um, I mean, is it fair to say hate speech? I, I'm, I, I'm trying to find I'm some stumbling here. I'm trying to find the right words, but it's, it's, it's speech to that effect. 
yeah, anti-Semitic. And yeah, there, there's there's no doubt about it. So, I and it's there's also, a gray area there. It's it's uh, you know one of the the uncomfortable things here is that it's not like it's not like Deshaun Jackson is going to be going into a locker room where there are a lot of uh, Jewish players. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's not like he's going to be confronted uh, with you know the ramifications face to face like like you know like Riley Cooper was for instance. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's just it's. Uh, I don't know. That's that's an uncomfortable part of the dynamic. That's that's a that's a valid point. And, and again, that's when we talk about nuance. That's that's a you know that's a that's the nuance of of this situation and 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 perhaps the way it's it's viewed in the locker room. And it's also what makes the like the work that um, you know I would think has to be done. Uh, it makes it more difficult and it makes it harder to um, you know. To, to follow up and uh, you know keep keep him and the team accountable that that they are they are doing something uh, about this beyond just apology financial or otherwise. I agree. I agree. All right. Anything else? Uh, anything else on <laughs> DJack? No, I guess we we will see what their uh, what their next steps are and revisit it when something else. Uh, something else happens. And if nothing else happens, then it will obviously be a big topic of conversation when they theoretically open, uh, open training camp later this month. All right. And a couple I do weeks, think, uh, 21, I 21 days. Let's not get it. Let, let's not make Zach and I argue about this for the, you know, the 12th straight episode. But I, I will say to our, our loyal listeners and our, our, our loyal readers, like I, I, I want to hear what, what you think. This is obviously, this is, this is still fresh. And just because this is what I'm saying or we're saying at, at, at 433, uh, you know, it, it's, um, I mean, I have an open mind if, 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 if I didn't go far enough, if I went too far, like I'm, I'm, I'm curious what our, our listeners say because thoughts and opinions can evolve as, as this goes on. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't have a, uh, you know, I, I don't have a strong take that this is 100% uh, what should happen. I, I mean, I agree with you. If some if people feel like he should be released over this, I understand that. If they uh, feel like he they, they should keep him and they should, um, you know, try to educate him and enlighten him and move forward that way, uh, I understand that too. So, you know, as I said, I think the only uh, scenario which I feel uh, strong, you know, which I feel strongly about, or which I would definitely disagree with, is just sort of keeping him on the team, not doing anything, or or just sort of a financial penalty and nothing else. That that would be a, a path that I would be critical of. I thought uh, Ben Natan on Bleeding Green Nation had a good um, a good write up of his thoughts on this, so I would I would uh, re- that was good. That I agree. Well. Uh, all right, so we move on from uh, from one. Uh, offensive thing to another. Should we talk about the Washington team name? Yes, we sure. should. Uh, all right. Well, I, I mean, it sounds like it uh, sounds like Daniel Snyder's finally going to have to be forced to cave on this. Don't you guys think? It seems that way. It's a uh, very, you know, and it, it was a great job by the team sponsors, right? I mean, they really put this uh, in motion as far. Well, as it also sounds tell. like they were pressured to, to then put to the, put the pressure on themselves. Right. By whom? I, I think by, uh, I forget what it is. Like, you know, a bunch of people, I don't know. It was like corporate push on corporate push to, uh, FedEx and Nike. Am I wrong okay. about that? 
I don't know. The first I saw about it was FedEx, and then I think the next day it was Nike and whoever else. And so uh, whoever put the pressure on them, then you know that would be a story right. I would like to read. I don't know. I that think I, I think it came out that there was some okay. p- pressure then first pushed on FedEx, but I, I could be misrepresenting that. So good job okay. by the host. Well, it's uh no, it's uh, I mean it's uh it's a good thing. It's a it's sort of an intriguing um situation there just with everything with the three minority owners uh looking to sell because no one can stand to work with Dan Snyder for, you know, normally it's a much shorter amount of time, but I guess they've uh been fed up there. Uh you know, if you search their team name on Nike's website, I guess you're not getting any year there. There were more than a dozen Native American leaders send a letter to Roger Goodell. So yeah, I mean, the momentum is certainly uh, trending in that direction, which is a good thing. And uh, it's it's possible there's a new new name and a new logo by 2020. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. With Daniel Snyder, I'm, ne- I'm not ready to say 100% until it actually happens. Yeah, it's about time. Um, you know, and I think that if, if uh, the, the arguments for it over the years, in my opinion, uh, held compared to the arguments against it, you know, and, and, um, you know, and, and if, if what has happened in our country during the past, what, two months now or month and a half, um, is, or has been the impetus for it, then I guess that's, 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 that's a positive change that has happened. Uh, but, and if it, if it was driven by sponsors, uh, then, then you can kind of criticize the fact that it it came to that for it to happen. But money often talks. It's the way the world works. Yeah, uh, but it you know it is it is about time, and and I think it's it's the right move for the organization and the league. And shout out to the Athletics, uh, David Aldrich. Who I I don't I don't know if he was the first. I feel like he was one of the first to sort of mention this like three weeks ago, like. The time is right to change this mm. right now. Sort of what you know, what's happening in the country. Uh, you know, the, now's the time. To go ahead and push forward with this. That that could be wrong, but I know he wrote a column about it. Uh, and in, in to my eyes, at least, he was one of the first that suggested. Um, you know, that, let, let's push for this and revisit this right now. Now, I don't think that Daniel Snyder deserves any um, like benefit of the doubt here. Like if they're if if they change the name and he comes out with some statement, like I did some soul searching. Um, and finally came to my senses. I don't, I just don't believe him. Like he's, he's been kicking and screaming about this forever. Like all caps, like I will never change the name, uh, you know, over my dead body type stuff. So if, if it is the money that moves the needle, that's fine. But uh, if the, like, if the league wants to pretend that uh, they have come to their senses, I think that like Daniel Snyder still being the owner and the face of the franchise uh, makes the whole thing, dissonant like i think if they really wanted to totally move on i think they would have to be forcing him out that's my that's my opinion well eagles fans don't want that to happen yeah i mean that's literally Wait, like one, say- of the, one of the very worst things that could happen to the eagles organization so you think well um, i'm sorry just repeat that because i i i was listening but i i i wasn't quite sure i i captured everything you said there i, I just i don't think that i don't think that uh daniel snyder could credibly make the case that he has like come to his senses on this issue and wants to change the name. I think um, from my perspective, if the league wants to take it seriously, then they would be forcing him out. 
I disagree. I disagree with you there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I think you're probably right, but that's not something you can like, uh, you know, legislate. I feel if if he comes out and says this was wrong, uh, we I understand that now. We're moving on to this team name. Then I mean. Like what? The other thirty-one owners are all, you know. I mean, he's he's the worst. I agree with you, probably. I mean, yeah, he's he's the worst owner in sports. But I mean, you know, the rest of them are James Dolan. At least they at least deserve to have a conversation. I mean, the rest of them are not great people. I mean, no, of course not. So it's like you know, so you can't really, you can only really judge him by what the actions are that he's taking. You can't force But he has been taking these act- it's not like it's not like this is new information to him. I understand, but the you know, people change people in the past few months have you noticed any anybody change I mean people have changed. People's yeah. eyes have been opened. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I not think- saying I'm with you. I am not going to like be like, "Oh boy, wow. What a great feel good story." Yeah, well, this, I don't want to be reading any like around. any like heartfelt <laughs> interviews about Daniel yeah. Snyder's. <laughs> well, uh, I, I like- promise you, I will not be writing any of those and I will not be reading any of those. And on that note, I am with you, but at I just the same think time, it's, I, I think operate. it's going to be hard to take it seriously with him still in charge. I mean, but it doesn't you know, matter maybe, taking maybe, it seriously if they just do the right we know what the right thing is. Do the right thing, and it's done. Like it's not seriously or not seriously. It's like either you you do it or you don't, and that's going to be the end of it. Uh, you know, no one's opinion of him has to change, regardless of whether he wants it to or not. And like you know, like you said, I don't know that he is even going to go that route and say he's done soul searching. And you know, it, it it might be done. Sort of. All right, this is what was done, and uh, we're moving on because I I really have no other recourse at this time. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with Shio on on this one. I don't think that that like this is grounds for dismissal from or you know the, uh, this isn't Donald Sterling in my opinion. Um, you know, and and he can uh, change. You don't have to give him credit for, for for doing it. You can give credit to the time that we're in and and kind of the the uh, I guess society and the sponsors and whoever it is that that was the impetus for this, uh, for that to occur. But I, I don't think that like the only way this is redeemed is if he loses ownership of the team that I, I think that's a step too far. I'm going to come up with a fake shield Kapadia Twitter account, maybe uh, change a character or letter. And when this does happen, uh, you, Bo, you're going to see a tweet. that's like my 45 minute conversation with Daniel Snyder. A man who's a man who's opened his eyes and who's changed and something like that. Send, send it right to you. Tag you on that bad boy. Yeah, the the continuing <laughs> education of Daniel Snyder will be there. Yeah, oh, I like that. There right, you go. Very good. You're writing it for me. All right. Now that that was sort of a light note. You know, there there aren't many light notes on on <laughs> this uh, on this podcast. We understand that, but uh, you know, it, it is summertime, fellas. Are you prepared? To unveil your summer bod, that that is the question. Yeah, yes or no? You get you yes get an no. invite. You get an invite to Daniel Snyder's yacht. You get to you know show off that bod. What are you going to be doing? Well, the beaches are opening. The sun is shining. Obviously, if you're going to go to the beach, socially distance, wear a mask, do it safely. All those different types of things. But uh, let's be honest: the bushes must be tamed. Manscaped <laughs> is here to ensure your post-quarantine body is ready for the wild. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 Waterproof 
cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. This third generation trimmer features skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. You can also adjust settings to get a length you like, and you can stay on top of it with almost no effort at all. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC. That's one word. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use code THEATHLETIC. Well, let's stick in that uh, same general area. Sheila. I don't know where you're going now with this, but okay. Because yeah, if you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to GetRoman.com birds for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com birds for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right. The, so what uh, should the name be? The name for what? For the new Washington football team. Oh. Or the, the old Washington football team. Have you heard any that you like? I have, I have not. Yes, I, I've, I've, I've heard a few that I've liked. Okay. What do you got? This the proposal, <laughs> This proposal you've heard on Twitter or if you've, if you've seen it, the Red Tails. Is that something you're familiar with? I uh, have seen this, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it, 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 it recognizes um, – I'm trying to get it in, in, in front of me here so I I can explain it uh, totally correct. But um, the Tuskegee Airmen, it was it was it was the nickname for the first black unit uh, to fly combat planes during World War II. Uh, so uh, it would seem to be. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely not offensive. Or I'm assuming it's not offensive. That would be a real uh, 180, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it almost it's. Um... It it worries me a little bit. I would need to hear from okay. like you know the few living uh, still uh, Tuskegee Airmen who you know did not come back to uh, you know the same uh, welcome that their uh, white counterparts did. I, it, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable that they would be sort of propped up as a mascot, but uh, I'm not. If 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 they welcome it, then uh, certainly I, I have no objection to that, and it's a I, good sounding name. Yeah, and it's it, it's it's a way to keep kind of your your team colors, uh, you know, the the I don't want to say the spirit of the name because you don't want the spirit of the name to continue, but but you know, in essence, the uh, you still have, uh, yeah, you still have the team colors and and, and some of the branding, uh, so so that would seem to me be a, a at least a, a good one I've heard. Bo, um, I got nothing. Me neither. 
the the Washington sell the teams. Yeah, I I really I mean j- just just change you know get rid of the get rid of the name. I don't care what you come up with. Have a contest. Do whatever you want. How about the uh, the manscaped? Well, there would be some interesting uh, <laughs> sponsorship and partnership and uniform opportunities there. I so I, 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 I can throw some more at you. Uh, the hogs is, is one that's mm, come up. Yeah. Now that's on brand with the, with our uh, advertisers for today. <laughs> what? Uh, and of course that, that goes back to the nickname of, of those, of the, of, of the offensive line from the eighties. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what do you guys think of the hogs? <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, it's, it's going to be hard for you tough. to say a name that I feel strongly about in any way. What do you think about the Senators? I'm not big those, on that. Those yeah. those clowns in Washington. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. All right, why don't we just move on? <laughs> yeah, they don't even play in Washington. Uh, okay. Well, they um, did get. I, I was happy to see we did uh, uh, John Mach- Machoda. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mm-hmm. For the athletic, did a little uh, poll with the writers. Uh, everyone, did you guys participate in this? I, I did. did. I can give yeah. you my answers. Yeah, ranking the top five and bottom five uh, stadiums in the NFL. Why don't we get to this? This is kind of a fun topic. Sure. All right. Uh, so he so he did that, and um, you know he ranked them all and took the took the results. And I was happy to see that FedEx Field uh, came in last. That yeah, that's what, that's what I sent him too. Easily, easily the worst. I had them last. Did you have that last, Zach? Yes, yes, I I did. Actually, no. Um, so this is interesting. My initial list, I did not include uh, Oakland in it because they've moved and they're now in Las Vegas. Uh, and and when John told me that Oakland is included, then I made Oakland number one. Hmm. I've never been to Oakland. Me that neither. bad, huh? 2013, the seven touchdown game. Was that just was that just Tim who went? That was just Tim. Yeah, I was. Gotcha. Not, uh... Yeah, I was hosting the post game show. Okay. Yeah, that I mean that stadium is is horrible. And if if if, if you read Vic's write up in John's story, uh, you can see like just how how bad it is. Okay. I have my I have I have I found my uh, yeah. My, give me yours. I'm DM. looking mine up now. I, my bottom five was uh, Landover, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, the Coliseum, and Cleveland. Oh, I have issues with you. Yeah? First of all, why don't people like Cincinnati? I, I had never been to Cincinnati. I think it was my one of my first games when I was on the Seahawks beat. Uh, they were playing at the Bengals in like week three. I thought it was very pleasant. Right downtown, there's a hotel there. You walk over the bridge, you water, and you're right at the stadium. I kind of thought Cincinnati was a little underrated, to be quite honest. Uh, Cincinnati uncle over here. Yeah, I like I the know. Cincinnati. I've only been once. I remember not not liking it. That's okay. all so, I'll tell you. And so then I don't, go ahead, Zach. Oh no, I'm 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 curious your guys' opinion. Do you view this from a from the perspective of someone going to the stadium, or do you view it entirely based on? on your experience. So the working experience, because the factors that I like to consider are, are location, proximity to downtown, you know, the sight lines of the stadium, things of, of, of that nature. I don't want to uh, just do it based on press box. 
Well, it, well, it's tough because uh, you are right in that we don't know like the food and you know all that stuff. But uh, I feel like the other stuff relates to both. You know, like if I if I'm going on a trip to see a football game, I would like it in a downtown area yeah. where I can mm -hmm. walk from my hotel there, uh, grab a bite, grab a drink before, after that kind of thing. So, With uh, one notable exception, I think. Okay. Well, Green Bay is is uh, in my top five. That's not in a downtown area, yeah. but I think it's like well, a you know yeah. a football pilgrimage type of place i would agree with that i actually had that first on my uh me too. on my list but let me i i need to comment on why why all this hate for the coliseum well I that is the coliseum. that is strictly uh that is strictly professional that you know that press box setup was terrible uh, um, i was so but it was a fun game i went to the first uh rams game there at the when they started playing at the coliseum and I feel like I've gone there almost every year since. I thought I think it's a great place to watch a game. I mean, I remember being on the field for uh, Eagles beating beating the Rams it was twice, right? Yeah, two years in a row. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of like that the Coliseum. So much history there. That was the site of Bo's famous Jersey Story game. Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, I, that's because I couldn't watch the game from the press box. Okay, so I agreed with you on Jacksonville and uh, FedEx Field. Oh, how did you not? You didn't have Gillette in your worst five. You create? Are you? No not, way! You have Gillette. Oh uh, yeah, I with you. I think I meant to place to get to. Yeah, the stadium. In I America. think I meant. I think I probably meant to get that in my bottom five. I would have liked to have that there. Well, actually, talk Green about Bay, a terrible experience. Green Bay is the worst to get to. <laughs> yeah, but there's a payoff when you yeah, get true, to Green Bay. True. I mean, there's no, Gillette. I was just driving around the stadium. I mean, you you can't get there. It takes forever. It's in the yeah, middle I, I think I think Green Bay is not. I mean, Green Bay is harder to like physically get to, but it's not as frustrating a drive like New England. It's uh, just you're 100%. going to be in traffic. Yeah. So okay, but Zach, did you have any others in your bottom five that you wanted to get to? I had never o been to Jacksonville, but I agreed. With, I just put that on there. So. <laughs> yeah, I I've I had Oakland, Washington, Jacksonville, the Rams, and Buffalo. Oh, I haven't been to Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo's I kind of like Buffalo. And and so that's where, like, from a uh, reporting perspective, Buffalo is, is very good. You know, uh, it's a nice press box. It's, um, you know, the, uh, Derek Boyko uh, takes good care of you there. Uh, but from what I understand, from a, a fan perspective, it just – it lacks a lot of the amenities. That's, 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 that's why they want to build a new stadium. And then also from a location perspective, uh, it's, yeah, it's it is not a bad very location. good. Yeah, you know, it's it's removed from the city, uh, so we're talking about a, a place that's that's hard to get to. I mean, it's great from a tailgating perspective if if you're a fan, they have a good tailgating scene. Uh, but I I tend to prefer my stadiums in the city center unless we're talking about Dallas. I actually put Arizona on my bottom five, not because the stadium is bad, but it's just like I feel like it's a dead fan experience. Mm -hmm. I mean. Like the stuff on the screens, they call it like the Red Sea or something like that. Um, so uh, I, I was struggling to find two. Others. I've never been. Oh, you've really never been to Arizona? No. Yeah, it's. I mean, the the stadium's nice. It looks sort of like a, I don't know, a spacecraft in like the middle of uh, nowhere. Detroit, I've never been, but I included Detroit on my bottom five. <laughs> yeah, so Detroit, I give credit for with proximity. Um, and it's, it's it's downtown. Detroit's downtown. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. And 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 similar to what you were talking about with Arizona, though, I mean, it does have that that big warehouse feel. Uh, I suppose it's it's the type of games you need to see there. Um, I've I've seen some really exciting games in Arizona, uh, where the atmosphere was was better. Uh, Detroit, the game that I saw in Detroit was 
that Thanksgiving game in 2015, you know, kind of like the end of the chip era. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that was, that was not a very, uh, I, I mean, it was, you know, it's a, it's, it's a 1230 Thanksgiving game. So, uh, wasn't the greatest atmosphere. Okay. What'd you, uh, what, what were your top five? I had Seattle number one, uh, Dallas number two, and, and Dallas is my favorite stadium, but I gave Seattle the edge because of the location. Uh, so Seattle number one, Dallas number two, Minnesota three, Atlanta four, Indianapolis five. Indianapolis? Yes. Uh, I, I like thought about they, doing Because they, they pump like in all the crowd noise? I, I like the location of it. Good luck too. That's a good looking from yes. the outside stadium. I feel I didn't put it on my top five, but I I've never been to a game at uh, at the Colts Stadium. Actually, that was uh, was that Chip's first year. That was one. That of was first... Chip's second year. That was that second was the year. Sproles. Okay. Yeah, and they had so that was uh, week two of the 2014 season. Yeah, uh, and and then also they were there in the preseason when um, when Carson was injured. The week three preseason game that year. Okay. Uh, in 2016. I agreed with you on Minnesota. I had two Cowboys, three uh, Seattle, four. The other two I had on there uh, were Lambeau uh, was my number one. And then I am glad that this one got bumped up. Uh, Soldier Field. I oh, mean, I don't like Soldier Field. Why? It's right downtown. You yeah. walk from your hotel right along the lake. You go, well, what's not to like the view? I just, I like the there? city of Chicago. Yeah. But, the field What's is like, the, like? It's, it's a great it's atmosphere. That, it's a weird looking stadium. Uh, it's a bad field. Uh, Listen, I don't know. This, the, the, the condition of the field had no, that was not a factor <laughs> in my rankings. Oh, I'm not the one having to play. Speak for yourself. <laughs> All right. So did you have, what did you have? That I had missed, Green Danny? Bay one, Minnesota two, uh, New Orleans three. I, I New Orleans was my sixth. I had a hard time living it out. That's I a like, great atmosphere. Great atmosphere and great yeah. city uh, and right downtown. Okay. Uh, Dallas four, and then I, I actually, I, I went Homer. I went, uh, I went Philly five. Oh my God! What a Homer! Unbelievable! I think it's, a good, it's a good atmosphere, and what? it's it's easy to get to. And, oh uh, my gosh, easy to get to? Yeah, fine, but there's nothing around there. I mean, well, it looks sp- it, spoken like someone who's never been to Xfinity Live. It, yeah, well, that, would be, and that would be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks exactly like you know ten other stadiums. Oh, number five. I'm going. I'm, on. I'm going on atmosphere. Uh, yeah, well, I feel like if you're a football fan, you should go to a, an Eagles game. Oh my God, this is what he does, Zach. He tries to get all the everybody on his side. You know, kiss up to him. This has been his shtick for years now. So, all right. It did get voted ninth, though, by all the writers. So, I, I don't know. I guess there's somebody else out there who agrees with you. All right. All right. We, we uh, before before we wrap, let's let's talk a little bit about what our actual what the draft is because I don't think we've really uh, we've really unpacked it. And so let's. It's going to take a long time. So let's get some of the uh, the prep done ahead of time. Hey, Shio, what'd you think of of Bo rigging the uh, contest so he gets the number one pick? Yeah. Well, it's, 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 uh, it's ironic. It's what I deserve because I absolutely do not want the number one pick. I think, I think, uh, if I had, if I had agreed to the rules of whoever finishes first gets to pick their spot, I would have picked the number two spot. I think that's definitely the right place to be in this draft, but maybe I want to trade. Did you ever think about that? You want to trade go, you can have it. I said, maybe. Okay. No, Um, number three, I'll, I'll, I'll trade. Yeah. Oh. I got to think about that. You can get the okay. three, four pick. 
Yeah, no, I know. I would, I would legitimately consider that. Like, I got to okay. think about it. Um, but uh, so what we're doing is, is um, I mean, we're making up. This is a for all the uh, the fans who want us to live in a fantasy world and uh, give them some escapism. That's what this is. Uh, but we have uh, all the Eagles from '94, which is the year Jeffrey Lurie took over. So that's the final year of Randall Cunningham. Uh, we're filling out, I think, 28 spots. Head coach, including head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator, and then uh, two quarterbacks, and then the rest of the offensive spots with a third receiver and a flex, and then uh, a, a whole defense, including a a third corner. Did I get that? And we're That's basically correct. we're just you know we're gonna we're gonna draft teams, see who drafts the best team, and then we'll find a good uh, a good judge who can be impartial. Yeah, I mean, we stole stole this right from Matt. Gelb, oh, this is a total. Uh, well, it's not just Gelb. It's and I Jason think it, Stark. They, it's been were... yeah, it's been done in several markets on several okay. sports. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have to draft players now. The rules are you get the player when he was with the Eagles during that span. So if there's a player who signed with the Eagles uh, who was amazing early in his career, but he didn't join the Eagles till he was 35, well, you're getting him when he's 35. So. Uh, you have to keep that in mind. However, at the same time, you don't get them just for that span. So the starting point is when they join the Eagles. But let's say there's somebody uh, who they had for uh, three years and you thought they shouldn't have got rid of that player, and they did. You can paint an alternate reality where you say, uh, I got him for these three years, but then I would have kept him. And, uh, you know, that's why I made this pick. I mean, I'm, I'm correct with that, right? I think that's generally correct. I think, I think you would like... Um... I think you would get like a little bit uh, more credit to a player who was with the team for longer. Like if it, if it was proven out, I think that gets a little bit more of a bump. Like, is there a player you're specifically talking about? Yeah, there's multiple players that I'm not going to tell you. Well, I mean, if it's, if it's a high enough rated player, you're not, you're not giving away any secrets. Like, like for instance, the TO conversation, uh, you know, you're, you're accepting the, uh, you know, whatever the percentage is that, there's a chance he could, uh, you know, he could help crater the team, but you're also getting a, you know, a, a dynamic number one receiver. But you're also, you're also taking the player from the era he was in and you're applying him to today's era. Correct. So correct. It's for 2020 and beyond Build yeah, a championship so, roster. So if, if you look at the 1997 team or the, or the, the 1998 team, whatever it may be, you're projecting how that player would, would fit in today. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's, it's an, it's an interesting exercise because there are, uh, there are certain positions where the Eagles have been pretty fortunate over this period of time. Uh, and the game theory is fun because there are, there are positions that, uh, you know, the drop off is, is steep from two to three, uh, or, you know, like even the quarterback position, I'm not so sure that there's a, a surefire number one. I guess, I guess we'll get to that conversation. What are you happens, trying to help but... Zach here with all this game theory stuff? No, actually, I mean, I've, I've, I've literally Zach's the one who's been building his building yeah. his big board for the past three months. By the way, we got to say, I meant to say this at the top, Zach podcasting on vacation right now. Just a That's total so... shot across your bow. I, I'm podcasting on vacation right now also. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll be yeah. doing it next week. You don't, know how, you don't know how many weeks off I have. I actually, <laughs> I, I actually am podcasting on vacation right now. Uh, uh, I've, I've had listener, a listener. I, I, I don't want to say listeners. I've had a listener already get in touch with me 
about uh, the the game theory oh, helmet no. of this. Was and, it Howie? And, <laughs> it wasn't Howie on this one. Better no. not have been Dennis. No, and that's and, a big edge right there. And warning me, uh, warning me when <laughs> they found out what pick I had about um, some mischief that Bo might be up to. Well, not to try good. to win, but to box me out. Like, like basically, like if 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 I try to wait on a player or a position to be mm. to be careful of Bo playing mm. defense against me. Now, listen, I, I everybody who is listening, do not chime in. Uh, we want you to play along, but do not chime in to any of us with any advice or yeah, what you would do or any of that stuff. I didn't even want to mention the rules beforehand, but you certainly can put together your big board so that when this uh, airs. When we record this next week, you can play along and you can decide, uh, you know, which of us are making terrible picks and uh, which of us, uh, which of us are not. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was very aware of that, Zach. I mean, you guys, I was texting you guys all weekend with questions just to try to get ahead of both hijinks yeah. uh, before the thing actually starts. That's why I am happy we're doing this so we can nail down all the rules and have evidence of it so that when he tries to cheat, we can point to uh, point to this. I'll say one position that, that we know there's a clear drop off after the top two. Uh, and that's head coach. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not break, I'm not breaking news here. So, uh, so there's, there, yeah, so there's, there's going to be less, unless uh, my man chips listening. Um, there's, there's, there's I'm not be... so sure that chip gets the third spot. <laughs> yeah, listen, can we save it for the episode? What are you doing? Stop. Okay. We got like three hours to record. What true, are you doing? True, true. All right, fair enough. But but uh, yeah, so it, it, there there's gonna be some game theory applied to this as well. If if, if you're uh, if you're really really bored and you want to put together your uh, you know first four rounds mock draft, whoever gets whoever gets the most correct will get uh, my manscaped T-shirt. But do not send it. Do not send it now. I don't want you giving these guys any ideas. Yeah, send it to the email address the birds with friends at pod birds with friends no, no, no. podcast we'll at gmail.com, and I will not check it. No, listen, we will tweet out the day we're recording yes. and then you can send it in that day. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then send when we're looking Coach for, Flynn. for uh, content to, in Send a few it to months. Coach Flynn and he can, <laughs> he can have them all uh, stacked and then he can be the judge. In a few months when we're looking for content, we'll do this in auction format too. So Yeah, exactly. That's a good idea. <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. For Zach and Sheil, I'm Bo. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, we love you.